and Beyond Spielberg. I am uh, your resident Spielberg apatheticist, Matt Benson. And I am the resident Spielberg enthusiast, Justin Kieson. Justin, it's a great it's a great day today. Mm-hmm. We've this week we've we've elected our first woman president, Hillary Clinton. And we're we're here today to Aww. review Jaws. Um, it's weird. It was a weird choice for Steven Spielberg to, after Saving Private Ryan, uh-huh. to do a perfect shot-for-shot shot oh, remake of Jaws. Right. That was like a really weird choice. It's weird that no one talks about that he did that too. But that's what we're going to talk about today. It's on a great day for Ben and Spielberg. You see him. So yeah, so so hey, him? so okay. Thanks for listening. It was a really great episode. Yeah. And uh, have a good. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I don't. I don't get what you're doing right now. I don't get what we're here, I, we're I don't get talk. what I'm doing either. We're here. Jaws. He did Jaws again. Yeah. And Hillary's president. And uh-huh. Everything's fine. And I'll, you're 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 reacting weirdly to me. That's it's just what? No. Basic, true facts. No. No. About what is I'm, what no, is the I'm, current no, state I'm, of things. Yep. That's what it is. Yep. yep. Uh, um. Is something wrong? I don't. I don't. Hmm? I don't. No, so, no. Let's talk about Jaws. Yeah. Let's talk about Jaws. Your voice I, is getting very high right it's now. It's really weird. In a way that suggests it's something cold. is up. I don't really understand. It's it. cold. We're here to talk so, about Jaws mm-hmm. again, which is what he called. I think Tom Hanks might have been a little too remake of a of an on the nose choice, on the nose choice for Brody. But yeah. I see where he just worked with him on. Yeah, he um, had just on, worked with them on, and, on the yeah. Saving Private Ryan. He finally Ryan. got Jeff Bridges in for Hooper. For Hooper, but, which like, is God kind of originally intended. No, no, no. I mean, like, yeah, no, though. No. I mean, it's a great, it's a good yeah. call on that end. Vin Diesel is Quint, of course. I mean, well, I mean, had... I can't not yeah. love that. Yeah, that's that's a risk. That's saying a risk too, because this is just a fresh, young, babyface Vin Diesel. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're actually here to talk about. <laughs> what's up? What are you, what are you, I don't understand. We have to talk about the reality of it, Matt. Huh? And the what's reality of it is, what's what are you? We're saying? not talking about Jaws. Huh. Shot for shot, perfect remake. Huh. We were talking about Steven Spielberg's follow-up to his uh, critically acclaimed 1998 sound, film. None of this sounds right to me. To his return to science fiction, mm-hmm. artificial intelligence AI. What? I've never, I, heard of, I've never heard of that movie. Well, apparently, this came out in 2001. Mm-hmm. That's that. No, the per, Jaws again came out in 2001. You're confused. Directed, written uh, by Spielberg for the first... Uh, a screenplay written by Spielberg. Justin, you seem very confused to me. Luckily, I keep a, a log of every if movie I, that I watch. Uh-huh. And I'm just going to go to the log right now to see what the last movie I watched was. Yeah. And I, it's going to be Jaws again. Okay. And then we're going to... You're going to see. Okay. Uh, scrolling through. Mm-hmm. Star, Final Destination. Ring Zero. Birthday. Bennett Like Beckham. Uh, huh. Now this is curious. Uh huh. What do you what do you what do you see there? Um, it says AI artificial intelligence right here. Yeah. Okay. So Benson, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. that is the film we were talking about today. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's that's. Oh, Hillary didn't win either, did she? I didn't want to bring that part up yet, yeah. but I mean, I was gonna wait to after recording, but. I mean, this is a very let's okay <laughs> bits over <laughs> goose over. This we're, we're this is a dark place. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? It, who would have thought a month ago when we were recording our Save a Private Li- Private Lion episode? Whoa, where was that parody? <laughs> who would have thought when we were doing that mm-hmm. that fucking watching AI would not be the darkest thing that was happening <laughs> in our lives right now? Matt, I wish watching a watching a watching AI watching AI watching AI was the worst thing I had to do this week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, worst thing I had to go through this week. Yeah. But and if I'm gonna say it right now, if you politically disagree with with me and Benson, I'm fine. 
that's fine. I just want to bring that up. Yeah. But I have how I'm currently feeling. That's how Benson's currently feeling. So I mean, I'm. I'll go on a limb and say if you voted for Trump, don't listen to this podcast. Let's just. I'm gonna go on a limb and fucking say that if you voted for Trump, do not. I don't want you as a listener. That's straight up. Listen, you can find us on our social medias and tell us we're fucking wrong. That's fine. Um, But literally, in a weird way, I look forward to watching AI again. Yeah. In light of all this. Yeah. Because. It gives me gives my attention to be focusing on something else. Sure. And that is this film. Yeah. Benson, what was your first experience with artificial intelligence, uh, AI? I, pro- I don't remember exactly when I watched it for the first time. This was not the first time I'd seen it. I, okay. It was probably sometime around 2007. Oh, so I had I, to guess. Six years after, basically. Yeah. Around six or seven years after. It, was, it would have been sometime in the, in the mid to late 2000s that I watched the film for the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did not care for it at the time. Yeah. What was your first experience with it? Um, as the Spielberg enthusiast, <laughs> starting with Lost World, I think you guys will start seeing an interesting trajectory yeah. of how I felt watching Spielberg movies growing up. Yeah. And part of the excitement of me doing the show is to revisit the ones that I felt not as good mm-hmm. <laughs> as the ones that influenced me immensely. Mm-hmm. Uh and you know, obviously, I, I honestly, you know, obviously, you know, Amistad, I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I, I, I appreciate and think there are amazing parts in Saving Private Ryan. So, in my brain, after the disappointment of Lost World, yeah, AI was the further step of okay, all right, Stevens going back on track because <laughs> <laughs> it was returned to science fiction. Yeah. It was the return of him. Well, I know this is not a thing. Benson's a big fan of uh, a return of of Spielberg uh, directing children, mm-hmm. and you know Haley Joel Osment was whew, red hot, red hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so all this equated to, and the of course the the uh, the fact that this is um, Spielberg picking up the reins of the sadly missed St- Stanley Kubrick. Yes. All of this meant, wow, I can't, I can't wait for AI. Yeah. Um, saw it at the Man's Chinese Theater. Oh, wow. The first film I ever saw at the Man's Chinese Theater. Wow. Saw my brother and my, uh, and my, uh, my sister-in-law. Yeah. Super excited. And man, pump the, if you want to talk about even getting more excited, the trailer for the Lord of the Rings was in front of this thing. Mm. So I'm like, oh man, this is going to be a good afternoon. Yeah. So as you can see how I'm building up my anticipation, yeah. we walked out going, huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my brother, uh, who's a big influence of my film taste, mm-hmm. he's the one who introduced me to Casablanca, Singing in Rain, etc. I usually defer to him. When I look forward to him to hearing him talk about films because he's the part of the big reason I've developed a lot of my taste. He showed me he showed me like Spielberg movies, Star Wars, Monty Python, you know, et cetera. Um, French New Wave films when I was a kid. I saw 2001 mm-hmm. when I was a child. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. I think I saw that as a child as well, though. See, and this is probably the reason why we're part of real I mean, why we became film people. Yeah. Is that you saw 2001 very early on. Yeah. And you may not have got it. But I liked it. But you liked it, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, the fact that we walked out of theater going, hmm. Yeah. And we definitely talked about what was wrong with it. <laughs> like, why didn't we like it? And um, it's a film that I've I've had a lot of mixed feelings about throughout the years. Yeah. 
it's a film that I had defended sometimes here and there. Yeah. But it's a film that I honestly, truthfully have not revisited yeah. since 2001. Oh, wow. Well, I just realized that's a weird. <laughs> I just realized I saw the film in 2001. Yeah. And, it's a, and we're talking about Stanley Kubrick's film, 2001. Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Fuck, I'm sorry. I just, my mind just It's went, all connected. <laughs> it's all hashtag. It's all connected. This is how you know you faked the moon landing. <laughs> um, yeah. So how did you feel about it this time around? Um, you watched it last night. Is that correct? Correct. I watched it last night. You watched it this morning. I, I did. Yes. Okay. Well, I watched the first 10 minutes last night and then I realized I don't have the energy for this right now. And I, I woke up early this morning and watched it. This okay. Morning. Um, the first 40 minutes is rough mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. And I forgot it's 40 minutes of it. Um, the first 40 minutes... Well, okay, first off, I think the, the opening scene's really strong. Okay. With William Hurt. Okay. Um, it's interesting. It's a, it's a, it's a, I'm okay with that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have a fundamental f- structure issue with the movie. Okay. And the biggest problem with that movie, with the film for me, is that I have a hard time identifying... And connecting to many of the characters. Yeah. If not, I'll say all the characters. <laughs> and yeah. um, while I kind of appreciate some of the angles here and there and the philosophical science fiction elements of the film, mm-hmm. now more than I did back in 2001, it's rough, man. Yeah. <laughs> it is a, I don't like any of the humans. Francis O'Connor plays the, the mom. Yeah. And not a... Not the... St- She's not American. <laughs> she's not American. And I can tell, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, she's definitely a, a Brit yeah. playing an American. Um, her story I get a little better now as I'm older. Mm-hmm. But I don't... I'm still not connecting to it. Yeah. Uh, I hate the character of Henry, her husband. Yeah, he's a real piece of trash. Who's the bigger piece of shit, though? Their son. <laughs> oh, yeah. That kid. And that kid, that's that's bad kid acting. That's Spielberg ba- can usually walk the line there, but that was some bad kid acting. That kid is awful as an actor in that Things movie. Things look better in pieces, David. <laughs> Remember that just, line? I just... Yeah, I didn't... Uh, totally, I'm also lost yeah. 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 <laughs> in AI. It's like... Can I just reveal the, the big twist of this episode of Ben View on Spielberg, though? Mm. I didn't hate AI... <laughs> Funny enough. Yeah. I uh, I hated this part. I hated the first 40 minutes. Yeah. But once it, once 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 we get to the, the sci-fi shit, I was kind of into it, actually. You know what? Yeah, I was going to bring that up because I can't hate it. Yeah. I was disappointed when it came out, but I'm starting to go, like, there's stuff in this I kind of dig. Yeah. I, I still think it's a super weird fit for Spielberg, though. Yeah. Um, he'd done sci-fi before, but this is really not his kind of sci-fi. Yeah. This yeah. is like uh, this is I I don't know how to categorize these stories. I always call them Kilgore Trout type stories because it's like the kind of thing Kilgore Trout would have written. If you're familiar with uh, the fictional character Kilgore Trout, no, not actually. No. Uh, Kurt Vonnegut. It was a it was a character that reappeared in a lot of Kurt Vonnegut books. Okay. Who was a sci-fi author who wrote about these sort of big themes and ideas, but mm. was basically a shit writer. So he had these really <laughs> cool, interesting ideas, but mm. the writing was super hacky and just <laughs> wooden characters and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that I feel like that's a kind of genre in its own that can be really enjoyable. Yeah, but like. Spielberg doesn't want to let let the parts that should be hacky be hacky, so he tries to make them human and emotional. <laughs> he falls short real bad. Um, do you know much about the production history of the film? I know it started as a Stanley Kubrick film, and then mm-hmm. he passed uh, on life, not on the film. <laughs> uh, and then Spielberg, t- <laughs> Spielberg t- took up the reins. Um, 
just real like it's a good war plan though. Because <laughs> normally when a director pa- like passes on a project, oh, because he didn't want to do it. Yeah. Like, well, no, no, Cena could be die. Yeah. Um, interesting fact. Apparent there have been not once but twice that Kubrick actually tried to bring in uh, Steve, uh, Steven as a director. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, the idea was that like while he was develop, he bought the short the short story, mm-hmm. and then while he was developing the short story, he had reasons one or another that he felt like technology visual effects technology wasn't ready for the film mm-hmm. and at one point actually apparently either in the late 80s early 90s uh, Stanley even contacted uh, Spielberg and went you know I'm not really the right guy for this because yeah. there's this emotional core yeah so I, well, maybe you should do it yeah. you know and you know, they've respected each other and Steven, the idea is that Spielberg apparently played with the idea for a little bit, and he's like, nah, I don't want to take a sci-fi movie from you. Yeah. You, you, you yeah. should do this. It's, no, no, yeah. I'm not, I'll help out. I'll produce. Yeah. But I, no, no, I, you should, Stanley, you have to do yeah. this film. And part of the reason Spielberg did the script himself in this case mm-hmm. is that because of all the years of talking about the film with Kubrick, mm-hmm. he felt that he was the only one who could. He felt like it was his responsibility yeah. to transfer those conversations to the screenplay. Um, a lot of people point out the fact that this is his first original screenplay since Close Encounters. Yeah. Partially, yeah. But he did get a lot of help that people forget yeah. in the making of the script for Close Encounters. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, oh, so what you're saying is Close Encounters is Star Wars and this is episode one. I didn't say that. <laughs> didn't think of it like that, but touche. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's a... That's why when I, I that was why I defended the film a little bit. Whenever he was like, "Well, fucking Stanley would have said this sucked," and Spielberg would have, he would have hated Spielberg. He wanted Steven to do it at one point. Yeah, that was something that I kept trying to tell people. Was like, no, no, it's yeah. And I remember when I would think about this film, I, I knew I, I knew that like Spielberg had Kubrick's blessing. I didn't know it went to that extent. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always kind of thought of this movie. I was like, oh, it would have been better if Kubrick had directed it. But now I look at it and I think, no, nah, I don't think either of them were really right for it. <laughs> It's, I, I don't know who I would have put in charge to make it good, but I, I don't think either of them really have the the. You need you need some fucking you need someone who directed like Soylent Green or or, yeah. or Logan's Run or one of these movies because this yeah. this <laughs> you look at the bones of this movie and this is that kind of movie tried to be made into something different. I would argue a weird degree, maybe still not a hundred percent right there, mm-hmm. is Christopher Nolan. Not because I'm a, I want to be I mean I'm a Nolan nerd I love no, everything he does. You're, you're pitching Interstellar two to me right now. But no, but I, what, I think he would have made a worse movie than Spielberg. But the only reason like say maybe Nolan uh-huh. is that part of the reason I have an issue with Interstellar. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry guys, if you love Interstellar, we oh I hate it. Yeah okay I know this is garbage. Um, part of my problems with Interstellar personally is it that it made me hate Dark Knight. <laughs> That's how much Ouch, I hated Interstellar. <laughs> uh, it only reaffirmed my feelings of Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> so I went, Dark Knight Rises wasn't good, right? Yeah. And watching Interstellar, yeah, no, I'm convinced it wasn't good. Yeah. But um, one of my problems with Interstellar is that he, he is, is no one has to try to tap into the emotional side of him that people give credit for Spielberg having. Yeah. And he kind of misses it. Yeah. A lot. Yes. And so maybe Christopher's kind of mechanical coldness yeah. <laughs> might be more fitting... To a certain degree in AI, but that's not even because that. I think if that were the case, I think 
I think then Kubrick will be fine because I think he he can do mechanical coldness pretty well. That's fair. That's but, fair. Um, yeah. I, I I I no, I want like hacky, uh, uh, bigger emotion, not deeper, which is what still Stephen is trying to get. That's us. interesting to find that for me. Like I, I want, I, I see what you're saying, but like explain like hacky bigger compared to deeper. I I I want I want Charlton Heston shouting his feelings. <laughs> I I don't want Haley Joel Osment looking sad. And I don't mean that in a literal sense. But right. That's that's more of the tone I would be looking for sure uh, uh I, I i i don't know how this story ends uh or or how kubrick had planned the ending mm-hmm. of the movie as well but it's it screams of like how do we make this a happy ending and it's still kind of horrifying and sad <laughs> but like it it, it 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 feels like stevens was like huh right <laughs> and it that I, I, it, it's I, it makes me bad feelings <laughs> it, it makes me bad feelings um Okay, but like, but let's actually do talk about uh, because yeah, okay, let's agree, right? We do. We, we uh, I think we're mostly going to agree on this one. Yeah. <laughs> um, is that the first forty minutes is really rough? Very yes, very rough, very much so. And oh. also, I actually I don't agree with you about the opening scene. I hate the opening scene. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> um, it's this weird. Uh, even even when I saw it when I was like fifteen or whatever, there, there's that moment when he's like trying to prove his like I don't know control of the robot, and he mm-hmm. says undress, and she starts undressing, and it's like. It's just such a weird, gross way to start a movie. Uh, fair. And there's like, and he's also like, we're gonna make a robot that can love. And I really, I really needed an Ian Malcolm in that room to be like, hey, hold up, why? Yeah. <laughs> like, why are we doing this? Why, uh, why, why is any of this what we want to do? It's just the, it's so divorced from any kind of like, why is no one saying right? This is a stupid thing. There's that one lady who's like, well, wouldn't we have a responsibility to love back? And the guy just like kind of, just kind of shrugs yeah. off. <laughs> There's there's not enough hesitation. It's just it's a very weird off putting scene to me. Um, and I can with, see that. with two cameos from 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 great boys. Uh, uh, what's his name from Lost and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, Ken, Ken, uh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, and Clark Gregg is also in that scene. And Clark Gregg is also yeah. in that scene. But I I do want to point out that Clark. Gre- I didn't catch him in the opening. Yeah, I realized he's in the opening, but I caught when I when he showed up in the middle of the movie. Is like, what's this great coast looking? With? Hey, it's actually Clark. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's playing basically a classic Clark Gregg role. Do you know how he's credited? No. Super nerd. That's very appropriate. Yeah. Uh, uh, I see all that points. Yeah. Uh, I guess for me, it's like I'm. What he's trying to describe and is the setup for the film is interesting to me, mm-hmm. and it kind of I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued how it kind of ties back to his reappearance in later in the film. Yeah. I'm not gonna disagree on the grossness of a lot of it. Yeah. So, yeah. and yeah, you're you know that's a good interesting point. Um. Yeah, there should have been Ian e. Malcolm, because fuck, it's not like Jeff was available. What was Goldblum? <laughs> like he could have been perfectly in the corner going. <laughs> yeah, what was he doing in two thousand one? <laughs> I don't even know. I don't fucking know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but the first forty minutes is, is relatively rough, yeah. and I think a lot of it comes from the factor of also trying to figure out David as a character. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's yeah. And that's kind of part of it. It's like I, there's a lot I like about in terms of some of his use, mm-hmm. but man, these first 40 minutes is very much like hard to f- sort of wrap my head around. Him. And it's also like, I kind of, you know, I kind of come around on, um, I forget her name, uh, Francis, uh, Connor's character. Yeah. Uh, I kind of come around on her, but like in yeah, the me first too, half of these first 40 minutes, like these are just like weird, like, they don't. They they don't seem like like why like why are any of you doing what you're doing yeah. right now? Like what kind of fucking lunatic are you? Like oh our kids in a weird oxygen tank. I mm-hmm. better bring home a robot boy for my wife to yeah. love. <laughs> like what the fuck? That's like, not. 
Here's and the, that that kind of works in if you're if you're just trying to get to the ideas this movie wants to explore. Is that kind of yeah. works as like a in like a weird hacky cool sci-fi story. Right. But when you're trying to pretend these are real people with real emotions, it just it falls flat. And it's yeah. like it's this weird emotional uncanny valley you get into. Which is funny you bring up uncanny valley because I remember one at one point I think Stanley. Oh, I know what Jeff Goldblum was doing in 2001. Was it Cats and Dogs? Jeff. And then uh, Perfume, that also same year. Yeah. And um, Run, Ronnie, Run in 2002. So he was maybe getting ready for Run, Ronnie, Run right, as fair. well. Um, <laughs> cats and dogs. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I also have a flash image of him in that movie. Yeah. Um, anyway. Um, I'm sorry, Steven. I'm just I'm middle of cats and dogs. <laughs> but um, at one point I was reading, I was reading some stuff about the... About Stanley's uh, wishes for his visual effects in the film. At one point, he said, "Like, I think he considered the idea of doing David as a completely CGI character." Oh, that's interesting and scary. Here's the thing about that: I thought about it. Yeah, that might have made it work for me. I don't know if if him as a completely CGI character would have worked for me. If he looked like mm-hmm. uh, later on when they're in the like prison thing, and there's that guy who was his, he's like a face on a screen, and he's right. like, I was the Mecca of the year, and right. if, it, if it had been in that sort of situation, I could maybe see that, right? but I don't know about a CGI boy. I mean, I don't know, maybe partially my brain's thinking like, like now, now we're at a point in CGI where it would look at closer to being real, Yeah, not in 2001. I still think if you're trying to make this movie, it wouldn't work, if you're trying to make a horror story, right. then... I don't know, hear me out. Yeah. <laughs> Part of my issue with uh, the idea of David in the mm-hmm. first half is that he's supposed to be this, and I get it. I, mean, I might be probably wrong in this too. Is that he's probably he's you know he's this unnaturally realistic boy, yeah. But it comes off with Haley, yeah, as like a weird step for which I guess is the point. Step yeah. for childy, uh, children of corn type thing. Yeah, I guess part of the reason I might be intrigued with the idea of him being all computer generated, yeah, and looking as realistic as possible is that. It's still enough of a distance to know that even the character on screen isn't real. Yeah. Um, I could see that movie. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but, man, it's weird because also, but it it also does sort of make the flesh fair. But, but that's also the thing where it's like, the, that's part of the reason why the flesh fair scene works in one regard. Yeah. Because it, it, it's a little child screaming, no, don't kill me. Yeah. As opposed to a CGI child. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a it's an argument to be made, but uh, there's another thing we wonder, I'm, I'm sure if, that, if a version of this movie was that, how would I play it? And maybe that could have helped me yeah. in the opening 40 minutes. Maybe. Maybe. But let's talk about the stuff when you and me start enjoying the film. Yeah. <laughs> Jigolo Joe? Jigolo Joe's great. Right? Let's, let's not. <laughs> we can't pretend here. Jude Law's a treasure. What's he been up to lately? I feel like I haven't seen him He's in got a thing coming up for ages. HBO. Oh, he's the young Pope. Yeah. Which to me sounds like both the best and worst concept I've ever heard of. Yeah. And I sort of, I'm, I'm into it. I'm very intrigued by the young Pope. <laughs> but no, Jude... God damn Jude Law. Just yeah. like in the moment of these dark despair after like Francis O'Connor's character drops off David in the forest and it's like you're conflicted emotionally about how I should feel about this scene. Yeah. In comes Gigolo Joe. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, right. I totally forgot how much I love this character. What if Gigolo Joe was the main star of the film instead of David? a little boy? Yeah. I'm just going to I would I would watch yeah. a movie with Gigolo Joe's the lead. Yeah. Would you imagine a movie about Gigolo Joe who's accused of murder, as we saw in the beginning of the as he yeah. as he cuts in the as we as that one moment where he he says he goes to one of his clients, yeah, yeah. and then he finds that she's murdered yeah. by her you know by her husband or whoever. Was that Keith Mars by the way? That is Keith Mars. Wow. 
Uh, at the time, he was fresh off of mine as like, hey, the guy from Galaxy Quest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's Keith Mars in a pretty in a pretty fun cameo. Yeah. But, um, no. Rico Colasante. No, no, no. no, no. By the way, fuck, I love Keith Mars on fuck, love, Mars. Fuck, I love him. Yeah, he's great. I love Keith Mars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case there's the people listening don't know Veronica Mars, I thought yeah. I'd explain. No, he's the best. One of the best things about Veronica Mars yeah, yeah. Is, is him. He's great. But, um, yeah, no, I would watch a whole movie of Jiggle Joe. Yeah. You know. But uh, I'm saying even give him the same story. Like, it's he wants mm-hmm. to be a real boy. That'd be but interesting. He's, but he's, <laughs> he's also still Jiggle Joe. <laughs> um, but this stuff is crazy, though, right? Yeah. It's like, it's almost in a weird way you're probably wondering. It, at first, I was thinking it last night. I was like, it's still jarring to me to have the, 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 the home life. Mm-hmm. And then the, the the sci-fi, then the hardcore, outrageous sci-fi world. Yeah. And then part of me also, but then as I think about it, I'm like, in a weird way, I mean, it's not done great, mm-hmm. but if you treat it as a two-class system, yeah. David's family, family air quotes, yeah. is from the upper class. Yeah. Um, and this is the rest of the world. This yeah. is the real world. And, yeah. and they do establish that the world's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> we lost New York and yeah. through, through climate control issues, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it is kind of interesting to think about that and seeing that though the rest of the world's terrible, it's horrifying and it's yeah. <laughs> and I think why I would maybe prefer Jigola Joe as the lead is that I I don't get the sense that the the point of view of the movie thinks the class system is a bad thing particularly like yeah. there's 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 no sense of of like class struggle or of like this is about the the, the people living in the in the shitty sci-fi right. city having to struggle while the people the the in the you know in their in their castles yeah yeah, yeah. fine it's just like no this is a nice boy who wants to live with it in his, <laughs> his nice family in a nice house and, yeah and we should help him while we still live in shit right <laughs> it's it's, it's I, I don't know it i i, I don't think the movie it, it just uses that as a backdrop as opposed to actually properly engaging it i, I think it's a good point yeah um what okay so actually a scene that i really do love mm-hmm. is the the robots rummaging through parts scene yeah that's fun that's a lot of fun yeah um great puppetry great designs yeah. um and then the the the, the shit goes crazy mm-hmm. when brendan gleason shows up yeah in an air balloon that has that looks like the moon <laughs> i i really like the design of that air balloon right that thing, that thing is cool looking i i think it's also cuckoo crazy yeah. his 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 uh, his huntsman yeah his like tron looking motherfucking yeah. huntsman yeah. i think they're nuts yeah with their wolf, weird wolf motorcycles yeah kind of love it yeah that that is that was where my interest in the film was at an all-time high was yeah. that all sequence because i'm like this is rad as hell yeah that looks cool that looks cool yeah i wasn't expecting burning gleason to show up <laughs> that, uh, this was yeah this was a very good bit all the sequence of uh of the um the flesh fair mm-hmm. the which list was what's pointing this out that's a horrifying concept yeah <laughs> yes sure. um the flesh fair is uh you ever heard of the con- you, you were aware of the character of astro boy yes um that actually reminded me a lot of astro boy because hmm. in the concept of uh, in, the, in the early story of astro boy astro boy okay here's some truth right mm-hmm. ai yeah. accidentally is an astro boy movie okay no one intended that yeah but that's what the movie is. Okay. It's an Astro Boy film. Did I hallucinate uh, a, a weird, like, kind of shitty a- actual Astro Boy movie from a couple years ago? Did uh, that happen? Oh, no, that happened. Okay. Yeah, no, no. I but, couldn't remember if that had happened or not. Let me tell you the story of Astro Boy. Yeah. Creator. Yeah. Robot. Mm-hmm. Uh, creates a robot after his son dies. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, but realizes that while he created this perfect visual cre- uh, uh, machine, AI, 
that looks just like his son rejects him mm. because he realized because he's fully realizing this machine is not his son. Yeah. And leaves him in the forest. Oh no! In the forest too. Uh huh. He then gets swept up in a circus. Okay. <laughs> that uses robots as their attraction. Okay. The ma- the headmaster is actually hates robots though, and leads a revolt to get out of there. Okay. He then goes back to the city, is then picked up by a good scientist, and becomes a superhero. But up to that point, yeah. I'm like, this is Astro Boy. <laughs> yeah, they made Astro Boy and then like took out the fun, cool part. Yeah, where you can fly around and shoot like rockets out of his feet and whatever. Yeah. But I'm like, this is like Astro Boy. This is an Astro Boy movie. Or yeah. Atom yeah. Uh, in, in Japan. Yeah. But like, this is an Astro Boy movie. <laughs> like, holy shit. Like, down to, like, I would fucking watch Spielberg direct an Astro Boy movie like now. Um, oh, that I could see him being very good at. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the, yeah, all the whole sequence, all the robot, like a total Astro Boy, yeah. absolutely Astro Boy. Um, except they didn't murder their robots; yeah. <laughs> they were just using circus acts. But that felt like they were obviously enslaved. That's the thing. That's the key thing. But yeah, uh, um, yeah. No, I was like, holy shit, Haley Josman's Astro Boy, <laughs> which is a shitty one because he doesn't do anything. Um, <laughs> Can we talk about Chris Rock in this movie? Yeah. Uh, so I remember that I remember Chris. I remember this being Chris Rock's face in the film. Yeah. And then last night, a uh, friend of the show, Andrew Lindy, revealed on IMDb that Chris Rock is only credited as the voice. Yeah. And that it is in fact somebody else's face. Yeah. But he is wearing some sort of weird prosthetic Chris Rock face to make his face look like Chris Rock's face. Yeah. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> Probably the other reason this movie's cuckoo bananas at that point too is like you got it. You got to artificial looking Chris Rock game? why did you cast Chris Rock to do the voice <laughs> and then cast another person and then try to make that other person look like Chris Rock yeah Chris it's, Rock what do you do so I fucking don't, I don't get it's fucking weird what? man <laughs> <laughs> um that's that's just a real and it's not it's a super small moment too it's yeah. little it's like the dog with the human face in body snatchers it's, uh, it, yeah. it's just this weird little like yeah well, why is this why is this in the movie um so wait, okay well for all what's your thoughts on the on David's um, overall mission to find the blue. Honestly, fairy. I don't give a fuck about David. <laughs> That's okay. part of the problem. Okay. I don't. I don't okay. like him. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't find him interesting. No. I think he's. I think he's shitty. Et. He, <laughs> he's. He's just Steven Spielberg being like, "Hey, care about this thing? Care about him and watch him suffer." Right. Uh, yeah, I don't, I feel nothing for David. I think that's, that's kind I of, like Teddy a lot. Teddy's awesome. Yeah. Teddy's Who don't love Teddy? Okay, here's the thing. Everyone agrees they love Gigolo Joe yeah. and Teddy. Yeah. <laughs> I would, they almost made a Teddy toy back then too. That would, that would be cool. I would be totally cool with that. Yeah. Um, Teddy's the shit. Teddy, <laughs> what would the toy, it would just occasionally grab your arm and say, you will break. <laughs> <laughs> As I'm eating like my eight slice of pizza. Yeah. You will break. <laughs> Fuck off, Teddy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, That's pretty good, actually. <laughs> I here's my thing. Probably my is like Spielberg is trying to be uh, cold mm-hmm. with his character work yeah. intentionally. He's trying to, but he's still trying to give you an emotional thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm with you in the fact that wrong guy to do it. Yeah. Steven's either all in one side or all in the other side. He's yeah. trying to be both. He can't mix. He can't mix. Um, uh, yeah, basically, now we got to that. Uh, so we got to the bit 
Okay, here's what I will say. I I legitimately, in the sci-fi, uh, in a sci-fi way, I legitimately like the scene where David is uh, at the at the place where he's he's built, mm-hmm. and he's confronted with another David. Yeah. In which he kills yeah. the other David. Yeah. I legitimately think that's a good scene. Why? All right. Because <laughs> um, I get that scene, I'm like, what is this? The Matrix <laughs> Reloaded? What mm-hmm. am I doing here? What I like about it, uh, and this is part of the reason why I've gotten kinder to AI after, after this viewing, is that I see the point of the film to a certain degree is that David is an AI that is so imbued with his own emotions mm-hmm. that when he sees... When he's been told himself that he is special and he's like unique, then he is confronted with that lie. Yeah. The sad, fucked up human emotion he goes straight to is, "I gotta kill it," because yeah. I'm rejecting that idea. Yeah. Um, and it's horrifying, it, and it's intentionally it's supposed to be horrifying. Haley yeah. Joel, it's horrifying to see a 12 year old boy yeah. literally try to rip up another boy, yeah. and he's screaming. And yeah, Gigolo Joe and Teddy are literally going. <laughs> 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 yeah. um, I. For that, that's that worked on me. I'm intrigued by that moment. Yeah. Um, and William Hurt's scene after that, I kind of I like too. Sure. <laughs> I don't know, this, this, could be, we, this could be the thing that we've we've run into, uh, mm-hmm. or I've run into before on this podcast, which yeah. is that at that point in the movie, I'm just so checked out from yeah. from that character's journey that I just I can't I don't have it in me to 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 get that invested. Sure. Um. I, yeah. I, I guess I don't disagree with what you're saying. I just I I, I couldn't get there. No. No. Fair. No. Yeah. Uh, that's me. That's me extrapolating. Yeah. You know. <laughs> it's me. Yep. Uh, plenty well, of action going on. Yeah. There it is. Past. Yeah. Oh, that's me. Always like whenever even like Lost World. I'm trying to. Mm-hmm. I move with that as we become, become very obviously clear. At this point, is my least favorite of his that we've yeah. watched. Of now. Uh, I wonder what my least favorite so far is. There's a few contenders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, I'm always trying to find. Well, what. What is there's gotta be good in here? It's not unwatchable yeah, yeah. trash. I've seen unwatchable trash. Um, and here with AI, I'm like, I can extrapolate that and feel like that's actually legitimately something interesting and kind of cool for me. Yeah. Um, let's let's address the the ending. Ending, all right, <laughs> you have to, all right, no, because this is you guys, you have to understand you know, if you don't realize this, if folks who's listening. When that ending became the most debated fucking thing. Are they aliens or advanced robots? Is that the, the debate we're talking no, about? Not just that. That's a big part. Yeah. The other one is, for me, is what's the better ending? Mm-hmm. David stuck in the ship while wishing to the Blue Fairy to be a real boy and being there forever. Yeah. Or being awoken by, I'm on the artificial robot side. They're robots. Yeah, That's my. I, I uh, think that as well. Um, being reawoken by the future technology. Yeah. At the time, I definitely felt the first. Yeah. As I've gotten older, I'm watching the I'm watching the ending now. And I'm, like, I'm seeing arguments for why this might work. Yeah. I don't love it, but I can. I'm seeing a purpose to this. Yeah. Um, how about you? I don't know. I think the whole thing just see, is so removed from any kind of anything that it, it's just it's just it's too out there for me. It's just it, sure. it, it, it loses grounding and it's like well. I mean, I guess you're trying to. You're, if, the, if the goal is to try to make it more like a fairy tale, it, this kind of makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but it's just like, 
I don't know. It's just you're still disconnected. That's the problem, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I still have not reconnected, and yeah. I'm just like, what does it fucking matter? Everyone's dead. I don't give a shit about this boy. You tell me he's the only thing that survived humanity. Yeah. Who fucking cares? Kill him. Smash yeah. his head in. Other robots. I don't care. <laughs> it's just so. I don't know. I I I I I can't feel anything but contempt. I think for this ending. I feel like here's my thing. I feel like there's definitely missteps in the way Spielberg communicated the lead into this ending. Yeah. I was actually reading this regular article um, on any cool news from Quint where he did a revisit of, of AI last year. Yeah. Which is great because he literally decided I haven't, he did a recent revisit. Okay. And what I thought was cool, he, what I, he brought up a good point about the ending is, you know, to Steven's fault, this is totally his fault. Mm-hmm. And maybe he is intentional, but you got to understand, Steven, this is probably the confusion. The way you played, you shot that finale in the, in the, uh, with the, with the ship underneath the, the Ferris wheel. That looks like the ending of a movie. <laughs> you shot that like the ending of a movie. Yeah. And then when you realize, oh, psych, there's more. We're all going, the hell are you talking about? You're done. Yeah. Like you, f- you either that was a psych out intentionally or you didn't realize you accidentally directed at like the ending. Yeah. Because all of us are going, oh, I guess that's the end of the movie. What a bummer. Yeah. Oh, but wait, 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 what's going on here? Yeah. Why is there all this? Sh- what the hell is this? Yeah. Um, that's your fault, Steven. <laughs> you should, if you're going to new, I, part of me is like, just, I think you should have been more direct with the audience. Like, mm-hmm. no, you tell us there's more. Yeah. Because I don't yeah. think that worked here. Um, but also the fact is, like, is at the time I was, I definitely was in the camp of saying, oh, he tacked on a happy ending because Steven Spielberg can't fucking make anyone unhappy after yeah. the, the movies he made him super depressed after. Yeah. Um, I'm still in that camp. Yeah, I mean, it's not a happy ending, though. Yeah, if, it's, like, if his goal was to check on a happy ending, he failed because it's not a happy ending. And even if it's his t- fucked up twist of a happy ending, yeah. I am like, it's like, again, like you, I'm like, I'm kind of disconnected here. Yeah. Uh, again, I'm intrigued by the sci-fi stuff. Mm-hmm. This, the robot talking to David. Yeah. Personally, I actually like that bit. That, yeah, and then it kind of gets into, again, what I wanted the movie to be, which is these these sort of hacky Kilgore Trout stories I'm talking about. Yeah. The reason why the characters are so wooden and shitty is because they're only there to literally just tell you these big sci-fi ideas right, right. they're expressing. And this, it's so muddled at this point. It, yeah. it, it's not clear what they're trying to say. It's not clear what, what, what any of this should mean. It's just like, watch this weird boy play with these weird CGI <laughs> slender men. And, yeah. then, and then his mom's alive for a day, sort of. <laughs> it's just it's, it's completely it uh, I, fuck it I don't no I hate this I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm tortating again <laughs> because I've, I've spent too long in this is in this ending conversationally <laughs> and I've forgotten the parts that I liked <laughs> um okay <laughs> fair no I don't hate the movie I just no. hate the ending no no and the beginning <laughs> that middle is real sweet though <laughs> I think that's the thing right that yeah. middle is is so much enjoyable fun mm-hmm um, and still does a, a, the story he wants to try to tell that I'm like, yeah, I kind of still into this. Yeah, and it's also the aesthetics of the middle I really love that the weird kind of shitty but colorful sci-fi future. Yeah, which I feel Steven Spielberg destroyed with his next film, which we'll get to then. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I really like the middle. Sorry, you, you had. More oh no no no! I thought you had more. Did you have more to say about the ending? Oh no no, I'm good. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, what else haven't we talked about? Uh, you know, actually, a part thing I did want to bring up okay. is um. Quick thing, I remember I, I, I go back to this quite a bit. Whenever I hear, I, I think about a couple of people who feel like I don't get why Spielberg's doing Ready Player One mm-hmm. because you know why would he do a movie that's so referential, referencing a bunch of stuff and etc. That's not his bag. And I, I'm as a guy who's been watching his movies in order mm-hmm. from beginning to end due to this podcast. Yeah, I'm watching. Going, you fucking crazy? Of course he would do that movie. Yeah, 
Like I, like he referenced himself in 1941. Yeah, he references Stanley quite a bit mm-hmm. in AI, specifically in the Rue scene. Yeah, um, you know, I know there's straight up just references to the milk bar and yeah. uh, and Clockwork Orange. So my brain's like, no, no, Stephen absolutely does this stuff. He references Vor in that bit on the bridge. <laughs> I'm 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 reacting. To, mm-hmm. Do people know what Voris in general? Do you think? Because I'm think that I'm, I'm very into the my brother, my brother, Meal World, and Griffin. <laughs> Griffin has a recurring goof about how much he loves Vor, but I, so I sometimes forget. Do regular people know what Vor? You probably is? should explain. <laughs> no, just Google it. That's true. V-O-A. You're smart peoples. If you're over eighteen, Google. It. That's what I'm gonna say. Anyway. If you listen to this and you're over eighteen, just Google V O R E. Yeah. And take take the ride. Um. But um, also, it's weird that Vinny Chase is in this movie. Fuck Vinny Chase! <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird thing to think just the sentence out of context. This is a movie where Jude Law makes a holographic girl dance on Vinny Chase's dick <laughs> because it does happen in AI. At the time, you know, it's it's like it's weird. I, I have nothing against Adrian Greer personally, mm-hmm. but I just everything about Entourage. I <laughs> I liked your pronunciation there. Entourage. Entourage. Yeah. <laughs> I just I I'm like. I'm just not a big fan. Yeah. And like to me at the time when AI came out, I was, and this is super film nerd talk right now. I'm going to give you at the time AI came out, I saw Vinny, uh, Adrian Greer. Went, hey, the guy from the adventure of Sebastian Cole. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. The indie movie, which he was very good in, is where I remember him in when I saw an AI. I went, cool. Now I go, fucking Vinny Chase. Fucking Vinny Chase. <laughs> <laughs> You're a terrible Aquaman. I'm going to point that out right now. <laughs> uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, anything, anything you want to wrap up with AI? Uh, I, I, uh, music? Should we talk about that? This was, I feel like this was a little bit of a different score for John Williams in places. I agree. No, yeah. uh, uh, John, and even Spielberg's directing yeah. is very different from what they usually did here. Yeah. You know? like, he, um, they, the John played with a lot of new takes on this stuff. I mean, nothing memorable as as memorable as his other stuff, mm-hmm. but the, the he did some really great mood stuff in this film. Yeah. Um, and Spielberg did push his visuals a lot in ways I wasn't ready for him to do. Yeah. And even in the cutting choices he did, I yeah. really liked those a lot. And yeah, and it's also like we talk about this as a return to sci-fi, but this is a very different kind of sci-fi movie than E.T. or Close Encounters. Like, the, yeah, like those were just aliens were there, but it was otherwise completely in, in the real world. Yeah, <laughs> my yeah. dog is sorry for the audience. My dog just like slowly pushed himself into <laughs> Justin's arms for pets, <laughs> and I'm like, I'll concede. Yeah, <laughs> um, um, yeah. This is he hasn't really ever like crafted a full sci-fi world like this before and yeah he's good at it he's very good that's why again yeah. ready player one i'm super stoked for yeah you know um he's gonna go into further and in a story that's a little more uh, uh adventure fun yeah um and but no this is no this is good this is some really visually exciting stuff that he did here and i really enjoyed those parts yeah yeah um yeah i think that's that's all i have to say yeah no pretty much same all right plugs yeah. um but i'm still doing video day nice. i've done six months Keeping that's keeping strong. That's a strong streak. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, so right for Age of the Guard, even though we've been a little quiet, I'll admit to that we have been a little quiet on site. Um, yeah, we're we're getting ready to jump back onto it though. Um, uh, won't be a two meeting I'm having tomorrow. Nice. So uh, got to finish up. We're gonna we're getting that script ready. Uh, for the feature film, hopefully to be shooting in January, February. Awesome. Um, follow me of course on Twitter at Justin Keys on. Uh, unfollow me if you voted for the other guy. And um, <laughs> correct. <laughs> um, Matt, 
Benson. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. you got? Go to BenvyNetwork.com. Check out all the great shows on there. We've added some new gun, some new guns. Uh, we added some new ones like Ray Gun Readers. That's why that word was in my brain. <laughs> uh, and Faux Boys, which is a Doughboys fan cast. That's really good. Check mm-hmm. that out. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Dr. Matt Benson. That's Dr. Matt Benson. Once again, if you vote for Trump, unfollow me. Um, um, hey, quick one. Actually, I want to add this right now. Mm-hmm. Recommendation. Yeah. Something you want to watch. Something you liked recently. You want to tell people. Oh, you want me to do a recommendation? Yeah, I'll do one too. I got one. Uh, yeah. Does that have to be a new film? Doesn't matter. I'll do a new film and an old film. Sure. Two things that I watched recently. Uh, the Handmaiden is a new film. It's uh, Chanwick Park's new film. Oh. He did Old Boy. It's fucking amazing. Oh, it's so good. Want to see that? Oh God, it's so good. If you, it's it's gonna be hard to find because you have to go to like some weird art theater, but. Mm-hmm. If you're in the Southern California area like me, uh, you can go to the uh, Edwards University Irvine. Okay. That's where I saw it. It is very, very good. Oh, I've been wanting to see that. Okay. Uh, and for a recommendation of an older movie, I'm going to say Final Destination 5. <laughs> Let me tell you guys, it's worth it's worth getting to that fifth film because it's really good. <laughs> um, just recently saw Thing Street oh, yeah. on Netflix. That's a good movie. Fucking love it. Yeah. Love it. Um, I've been telling people to watch it now because i think they might find some inspiration sure in the in some times we're currently going through it's a great movie though yeah. great fucking great music yeah i've been listening to uh Strive like you stole it yeah like mad yeah. uh uh but even then like great you know song shows from duran duran and motorhead yeah. but the, the story's really great characters are delightful uh there's a brother story in here that, that hits me home so as we, as we explained as I explained earlier yeah. so uh, no Sing Street absolutely absolutely uh, it's on Netflix you have no excuse now if you don't have Netflix um, uh, yeah that's it so I mean yeah I figured like yeah you know we watch other shit yeah, yeah let's, like, let's throw it out there let's throw them out there yeah um, yeah uh, oh you can email us at, at ben on uh, benvionspielberg at gmail.com follow us on twitter at ben on steve uh, as always adopt rescue pets and mm-hmm. uh, go out, go out to a protest. Do something. Do, Do something because it's bad times for America. <laughs> uh, we'll see you next month when we will be reviewing Minority Report. Okay, and that's that's the thing. That's like the beginning of his of his Tom Cruise love phase. Yeah. All right. See you guys then. in Benview Podcast Land. My name is Josh and this is Jesse. Hello. And we happen to do a podcast about video games called the Extra Damage Cast. Indeed we do. If you like to talk about video games or more accurately listen to other people talk about video games, you should check out our podcast. It's at extradamage.com or on the Benview Network website, whatever that is. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.